How are we doing, everyone? And welcome to episode nine of Talking to Mod. Today, we are going back into the boxing ring with Comrade Cummins. Lovely fella, followed each other for a long time now on Twitter and Instagram, and it's been good to get to know him. So today, I'm going to get to know a little bit more about him, which I'm really looking forward to. So sit back, relax, enjoy episode nine of Talking to Mod with Comrade Cummins. Enjoy. All good, mate. Yeah. Well, we made a fair. If you hear somebody cry, it's maybe six months, six months old baby. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that because if you hear someone cry, it's probably my little boy as well. He's in the bath yeah. next door. Yeah. But. Equal. Oh, so good. Both in the same boat, man. Yeah. But how are you, mate? You all well? I'm great. Uh, uh, life's good. Uh, two two girls, children. Uh, I'm coaching. I've got my. Professional boxing coaching license now, Derek Feders. Um, busy with classes and uh, life's good. good. Life's good. And you're in Northern Ireland as well, aren't you? So I'm from Northern Ireland. I'm from Quinnell, County uh, Huron, uh, the ghetto. <laughs> um, but uh, it's about 35 minutes from um, Belfast. Yeah, so um, Northern Ireland. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so this is like probably a local one for us both, really. We're probably a stone's throw away from each other because I'm in Belfast at the moment. We're about five now. We're half, half an hour, 40 minutes. Aye, decent, decent, man. So let's let's get to know a little bit more about you, mate. So how did you first start getting involved in boxing? Um, well, that's a very, that's a very um, good question. So um, I started with nine. But, um, I followed my... Big shout out to the YAs of class. <laughs> shout out to young Anders, yeah, big time. Just someone comments her. <laughs> uh, yeah, so starting with nine, uh, I was sort of, I don't like going into too much depth of this, but I was uh, quite a heavy kid. I was sort of like bullied, not physically, uh, uh, but uh, just more verbally, you know, kid in school and stuff. And probably the team won brothers and sisters and all also <laughs> the fuckers <laughs> but uh yeah so went down to blow off some steam my brother boxed about david um he's listening david was having <laughs> um and yeah so my dad would, would tell you if he was here um he thought there's no boxing in me i was heavy a bit of a mummy's boy still a mummy's boy uh but I remember my first fight in a wee place in orbo and I went in and I just was an answer. First, I just was just how I had it. I was each, I was chubby figure, but I just uh, just killed me so easily. And uh, from that day, I just took off. Next thing, uh, Frank Gervin, God rest him, he said to me, Son, you're a brilliant boxer. And it was something that sticks with me to this day. Um, such a change in point in my life. He um, so it was sort of saying bullied verbally, you know, you know, nothing bad, just you know, kids and stuff in school. but. He took me to the side, he said, Conan, you're just a good boxer. He says, but you're just a bit heavy, son. And he said, I promise you, if you lose weight, by the time you're 11, you'll be Irish champion. And anyway, fast forward the clock from was nine and a half till I was 11. I'd lost two stone and I was Irish champion. So, Brilliant. Frank, God, God, fair play, Frank. <laughs> Frank's definitely, God bless him. That's brilliant, man. That's a fantastic story because, I mean, since I've been here, I've been only been in Belfast or Northern Ireland about two years now, but um, just by walking around the town in some of the parks, there is such a heavy 
it's, it's a real big boxing community, you know, like a lot of people I know box um, in local gyms. There's a few boxing statues as well. I'm not sure of who they are. You'll probably be able to tell me better than me, but I noticed there's one in the town um, near the, I think it's called the Cathedral Quarter or yeah, something like that. Really, really is that. Is that the one, yeah? Really I've only seen it driving past. I haven't actually, yeah. but I mean, if, if ever it was going to happen in, in Belfast or Northern Ireland, do you reckon it did go the right way for you? Yeah, like, um, it's funny, uh, buddy, like, life's full of twists and turns for everyone, not just me, uh, but uh, for whatever you believe in, you believe in God or the secret or you know, whatever, you know, whatever, it's their own, but the world, the world universe has got a weird way of taking it where it needs, you need to go, uh, and there's many lessons on the way, so had a good, an unbelievable career, as long as time goes on. I started to appreciate how, how much I did do and achieve. Okay, I lost uh, my European title and I, I dreamed of fighting world title, world title, sorry, and I was very close, but uh, I missed the boat for one reason or another, and, uh, but uh, all all is well, all is good. What age were you when you first started getting involved? In boxing and all. Well, yeah. I, was, I was before I started, I was nine. Uh, Nine. First fight of nine. My, my first Irish title won when I was, when I was 11. Uh, my first international final, I was 13. Boxing Ipswich, uh, Ireland versus England, which I won. Uh, boxing the Europeans and World Championships. The Europeans in Hungary, Shifuk, uh, and the World Championships in Azerbaijan, Baku, when I was 16 for Ireland. Uh, I was full time in the Irish team. Won five Irish titles, boxed over the world, uh, could same the Mexican girls, travel the world with them, lived in Mexico, boxing the world's best, uh, beat Curtis Bonter, 2008 Olympics at Armalis, beat him the World Series Boxing, beat him with five rounds in Mexico City, uh, with over five rounds, beat him up, turn pro 22, uh, uh, boxed in America twice, won both, won one more knockout. Uh, headline five times, there was two times WWE European Champion, who was world ranked number 13. Uh, there was one stage, Billy Joe Summers was calling me out, so I uh, had, a, had a good run. <laughs> that's brilliant, mate, honestly, that's fantastic. The way you listed it off like that, like a timeline, it's, uh, I was listening to it. That was, that was a, yeah, it's a debrief for anyone who doesn't know me or doesn't know me here, that's a really quick rundown. <laughs> brilliant, mate, and to be honest, I'm thinking, fuck me, I've only ever won a game of Conkers in my life, you know what I mean? <laughs> Calm down, mate. <laughs> But you know, not you're not for me, <laughs> but it's, it's fair to say that it's always been your life, right? Mm. So you must have dedicated everything, you know. And I'll be honest, that my dad loved boxing, and he apparently my dad was really handy at boxing. And he, I used to box down in um, Free Bridges, which is in West Sussex, and mm. it, we used to have uh, Ross Minter. He used to come in and train us, and Michael Alders as well used to come in and train us, and. I'll be honest with you, I, I loved it because I loved the training, but like, as soon as I had a couple of bouts and that, as soon as someone hits me on this nose, mate, that's it. I'm not being cheeky now, but you're a good looking fella, but you couldn't box that nose with it to get broken the first, first face. <laughs> I, I like the way you gave me a compliment first. I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean that in a polite way, my nose is just a wee flat thing, you know, but that nose would be oh, broken. Yeah. First, first mess and that would be broken. Like. <laughs> People can see me, when I'm walking around the corner, they see my nose first before they see me, mate, I tell you. But 
I appreciate any sort of, I mean, yourself, you're an athlete, you know, to do the training and to dedicate your whole life around it, it's phenomenal because that training is so intense, mate. Like, obviously, try and give us a little bit of a rundown on how it was for you, like, through the training camps to try and shred the weight to getting up to the level. Very good question. So, um, like, I was always a very hard um, trainer. Um, but looking back now, I'm 32. Um, I've been retired when I was 30. But um, I probably burnt myself out a little bit too soon. Um, there's, there's a happy medium. Um, I was a bit of a workhorse, uh, which, is, which is a great thing. Um, but uh, my first trainer, uh, when I turned pro 22, was also a bit of a work, like, um, task master sort of thing. You know, it was, uh, like, I get, when I turned pro, I get all appreciate my hair fell out. I got big patches in my hair fell out. I got alopecia. Um, I don't, oh, don't know if I was too thin or the stress or the, um, but um, yeah, um, there's a happy medium. Um, like when I turned pro, I sport a lot. I was doing like 200 rounds sparring for for a fucking six rounder, which is absolutely insane. And the spars, like for anyone who doesn't know, are like are like fights. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not. There's nothing. There's nothing easy about them. You know, they're they're they're, they're like. The like fights in the in, a, in the gym, you know. Um, so tough on the body. Um, like, um, like just just tough on the body. And uh, over a long period of time, you know, um, like just just like it's like sort of like driving a car. You you buy a brand new um, Audi, and it's meant as fast as sharp. It looks the part. But if you do, I think until it's two hundred thousand miles, it's still like Audi, but it's 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 amazing the luck. So being uh, being totally honest now and um, emotions, uh, you know, taking away from it. Um, it's only way I can describe what happened Mike here. Um, being honest, um, well, it was a really good car, like a you know top of line Jaguar, <laughs> but just fucking amazing the luck. Just training, sparring, hard fights, hard. Spars and uh, towards the end, just, just couldn't get it back to what the once was. Um, and that's no one's fault, not being on, that's just um, life, I guess. Don't do yeah. only I could describe to you, that's how I could describe it. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, of course, it does, mate. 100% it makes sense. I mean, I, I know, like I said to you, I didn't do it nowhere near, nowhere near the level you've done it, mate. And I'm not trying to say put myself in any sort of bracket at all. I used to love it. I wouldn't say I got pushed into it. I used to love the whole training. And as I said, because my dad did it, I, I felt I wanted to do it as well. But it's you, you really have to be... Boxing's one of these things, and I've said it so many times, you can't go in there and only give, like, 75%. You need to give the whole 100%, because if you so, don't... So, like... Um... I lost uh, my last couple of fights. Uh, like example, I lost my European title to Luke Keeler, who's never all fought for little, but beat me fair and square. But I wasn't at my best for for personal reasons. No one's fault. He's not taking nothing out of him. He boxed fantastic and beat me fair and square. And I'm not taking nothing out of him. But in the game of at that level, especially if you're not um, at one hundred percent, like it's just not good enough. You know. Um, Maybe at lower the lower level you can maybe get away with it, but if that makes sense, like everything has to be spot on. Like uh, yeah. like uh, everything. Uh, madly, physically and emotionally.
100%, mate. You can't go in there, as we're saying, you know, and, and, and sort of have any sort of doubt in yourself. As soon as you go in there, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you go in there and if there's any sort of doubt in your mind that thinking, shit, what am I doing here? This might not go to plan. Any sort of doubt, I promise you that you have no chance. You have to be, like, boxers are all about tapping the head. <laughs> so you have to be, any person, you know, that wants to get in, to go in a guy's grave when he's 22, live in London for 12, 14 weeks in an apartment, train twice a day, uh, cost me thousands of pounds, uh, you know, live in my own. It looks fancy when you walk out in the Odyssey or, you know, or, you know, it was like Dolce Hall or anywhere in Belfast, but that's your half an hour of, you know, you know, glistening lamb. The rest is, you know, it's, uh, it's tough, it's tough, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I love the. It's only, it's only as um, I look back now, I'm uh, I'm proud of what I've done. I had a great, a great career, and uh, I've seen many people recently. You know, asked me about my career, and they've watched me. Okay, I lost a couple of fights, you know, but I'm human, and uh, I came to fight. And anyone that, that watched me or didn't watch me, you know, um, I fought with my heart and my sleeve. Brilliant, man, brilliant. Who would you say was a role model for you growing up? Um. See, to be honest, um, when I left my first trainer, Shane McGuigan, um, <clears throat> I was going to go to Ricky Hatton or speak to him, maybe going to Ricky. I was, I'm friends with Ricky. I still be in contact the whole time with him. Uh, I looked, looked up, up to Ricky. Uh, I loved the way he fought. I sort of had a similar style. Wow, mom. You know? <laughs> Thank you, mom, for style. Uh, attacking, uh, aggression, body shots. Uh, uh, and I always wonder what if you know, I went to Jimmy Moore after Shane. Uh, don't know, but no, no, no. My dad said this is pretty funny. My dad's sixty-four and he's 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 a love him, but he's he's got no filter. He says you're not going to the garden. You fucking end up in the pub with that fucker. He meant that in a good, in a good way, like not no, no, uh, not bad words. That's as he said. Ah, cool. Of course, man, of course, that's good. I mean, a boxer I used to love to watch is Joe Kawasaki. He was, um... loved him. I used to, I used to travel, uh, I wanted to watch uh, Joe fight seven or eight times. I watched him boxing, uh, in America with my dad, watching him boxing Wales, England, sort of, sort of follow jokes with a good bit of his career. Oh, yeah, no, he, he's he was phenomenal to watch. I mean, I remember me and my dad staying up late at night watching him. He's, um, he just made it look effortless, didn't he? Just two loads of punches fast, uh, and it was brilliant because my dad just said to me, look at Joe's eye, Joe's eye didn't do weights, he was old school, he like hit the bag and ran, sparring over, I used to do loads of weights and waiting, which, which you have to do in a boxing high level, and he used to like, look, look at Joe's eye, because he was sort of, Joe was like old school, running the hills and hitting the bag, just you now, and if you look at him, he wasn't, he wasn't that much he was really trimmed and thin, you know, uh, but what a fighter on rail, so fast, so, uh, so, good, to watch, so good to watch. I, I used to love his showboating as well, and I mean, yeah. my, dad, he, my dad's old school, he used to hate it, but for me it was entertaining, it was brilliant. Awesome. Listen, what I've found out, um, <clears throat> like, especially towards around to make your boxing is, it's so much a business, and, uh, you know, if, if it doesn't matter how good you are, or... How good you aren't. Um, uh, if you're not selling tickets and, and entertaining people, 
people don't pay to watch it. It's just simple as that. Like the one thing that saved me, even with a couple of losses, I was always in good fights. I came in the fight, uh, lost a couple for enough, uh, but uh, uh, I went out in the shield. <laughs> you know, that's the only way I can describe it. Now, I know at the beginning you went like through a timeline of your achievements and how it all went happened for you and your age but i want to touch up a little bit more about you when you turned pro if you wouldn't mind talking a bit more about that for us so um I'm, when i turned pro i was 22 i was really probably like i was really building up some great momentum i was had lost to jason quigley in their senior championships um controversially i got two public warnings which is four points for anyone who doesn't Follow Wombs of Boxing, but I lost the fight by three points. So, if you do the Maz, they lost me the fight. Uh, anyway, Jason Allen won a European gold and first ever, only ever, sorry, only ever until McCallum won, won a world silver. Uh, so, I was really at a good level. I was boxing for a match, one of the world series of boxing, traveling the world with them. Uh, I was boxing around, I was just, just boxing in the Tamar tournament, won the gold medal, I knocked out two gays. So it was really, really, like, really building momentum. Uh, I got offered a couple of pro contacts, I was offered a contact in Miami, uh, Tempo there. And then I remember one gold in the Tamar, the second year in a row in Finland. Um, I don't know what that tournament is, it's a, it's a 19 nation annual tournament um, in Finland. Uh, or like countries all over and I won the gold for the second in a row. I remember in the airport when I flew back into Dublin with the airstream, I turned on my, my data roaming, you know, for the like to get my signal on the phone. And I had a Twitter message played from Barry McGuin. Um and he was it says Connor I'd like to give you a call to give me your number and I, I sent him my number and the sister. You know, uh, I remember uh, he did like the Don King thing on me. Um, I went home and he, he rang me and told me how good I was and all that stuff. And he flew me over to England and picked me up a big, a big, uh, big bandy car and all. Popped me up a big fancy hotel and told me they're gonna have, I'm gonna have all much money. I'm not gonna know to do it and all that stuff. And I said, like, holy, to go out for dinner and all that. This is what a saying, what a saying, fucking. But uh, it's not, uh, it's not something that's you know, it's certainly good, but there was lots of um, uh, speed bumps and, and potholes in the way. <laughs> that's just life in general, isn't it, man? Ah, all was good, all was good, good man. So, you've signed, you got let's talk about how your first fight came about, but not only that, what was going through your head in your first professional fight? You're backstage, or not back, well, yeah, he's backstage, isn't it? And you're sorting yourself out. How are you getting yourself mentally prepared for this first um, fight? My first fight, uh, my, I had my home debut in Odyssey on the call from my box that be Maxian, I can't remember his name. My home debut there, but I sort of like demanded to be out before, before because I was a term pro uh, Christmas 2013 and uh, they were saying, I'll put you in bill in, I think it was the April 2014, and they says, that's that's too low. I'm ready to fight. You know, I'm 22. I'm, I'm ready to fight in, in a month. Same, you know, it's like, because uh, they, they rushed me to sign the contract. I was due to go to the Commonwealth Games that following summer in Glasgow uh, 2014. Um, so they had, I wanted to sign me for one, I had the same pro, but um, 
Yeah, but my, my debut in the York, York Hall, uh, for that guy, can't remember his name, from Latvia. I beat him in the post, and I, I'm so because obviously he was boxing at a very, very level, as long as he was boxing like world level. But then I fought this guy, and I was like, he's fucking, he's, he's a bit shit, you know. <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I mean, that in the nice way of also, I was like, how am I going fighting you know, this guy who's Cuban Olympic medalist and this? That's just the, that's just the nature of the game. So I beat him for a post. He never threw a punch to me, and I was like, I was like, this is, uh, anyway, one. Then I had my home debut in Odyssey. I understood the game then, what was, what was, you know, what was happening, and uh, I was more relaxed. And I boxed brilliant in my home debut and took my time and uh, had a lot of uh, support down for my throne up to watch me in Odyssey, and uh, and then just. The, 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 the years flicked by, uh, 23 pool fights. Uh, and then the, just there was, there was like it was not, it was in the cost for world headlines. This, like, like it was due to, it was due to, if anyone doesn't know, like it was, it was due to Kuwait Lane. Uh, and the Odyssey was so loud, and I'm not, I'm not naive, uh, probably wasn't so loud the Odyssey, uh, but the problem was the headline, it was the Kuwait Lane. But he had no belt in him, he was the European champion, he was ranked number 12 or 13 in the world, uh, so I won the top 10 in the world, on the fringe of like a World Hill, world hill chat. Saunders, the tweet me, called me out, and we danced soon bro, and all, and then if anyone doesn't know or doesn't know, Gutierrez slipped in the shower, knocked his teeth out, the whole show was cancelled. Uh, it was a 13 weeks training in London, out of it, thousands of pounds. No money paid then, if you don't fight, you don't get paid. I ended up in court with my old manager. Uh, I had more money in Barsers. I uh, didn't fight for 14 months in a title fight. I lost to Luke Keeler and then just died. Then just that was really just, just, just that. Just couldn't really get it. Just really be honest from that, from that time on, I couldn't, really, I couldn't get things back to what they once were, if that makes sense. No, of course. That's, that's a remarkable story, mate, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, there's there's a few questions I want to ask you that, that only you can really sort of answer. You know, I mean, we've had the first podcast I had, I had uh, Darren Barker on, and um, a fantastic boxer, and he was talking about some, he was talking about some of his achievements and how it feels. But I mean, it's going to be different for each boxer. But I mean, for you, how do you stay focused going into the ring? when your music's playing, you know there's people in the crowd who are your family, your friends, you know, do you just keep your head down and keep focused or are you looking around, seeing who's there? How do you... Um, like, nah, it's, it's funny, like, uh, when you're boxing, obviously, at a, like, especially at a good level, when you're, when you did all the work and the, the you know, you trained meticulous and hard for you know, 12 weeks, 14 weeks, you're, you're going to battle, it's like going to war, you know, so it's a bit, a bit cheesy, but you're, you're focused on the zone and you're obviously fighting someone who's good and can fight and, you know, so it's your, your, your switch on and you're, you're just going out and you're, you're thinking about nothing else, you're, there's nothing else in your mind and you're not even thinking about the crowd or the TV and you're just thinking, me and him, let's, uh, let's get it on. <laughs> You know, uh, I miss it. I miss it dearly. Don't mind lying. I do. Uh, I don't. I don't uh, feel about the balance of money or uh, nonsense. I just I miss. Uh, I miss my old job. <laughs> <laughs> I 
have you got a moment in your career that if ever you need a sort of pick me up in your life, you go back to that moment and think, yeah, that was it. That's that's what I did it for. Um, so I'm the first loss till uh, I gave Ronnie my tag for the ABF uh, Intercontinental Belt. He was he was thirty wins and one loss. He was a big big step up at eleven or twelve fights this is. Boxing live in Channel Five. Uh, the win would have got me in the belt. I'm only top fifteen in the world. Um, I thought of box, box. I use that word uh, twice. I was still of the involved in traps, but I boxed, stuck to the plan. I had no mark on my face after the fight. I jabbed and didn't just stand there and have a give it a go, you know. And thought of box very well. I thought, what's the back? I thought I won eight rounds. Eight rounds to two. Um, you know, if you anyone who watched the fight or or can remember that. His face was closed, the box at him. Uh, thought I won the fight very comfortably. Um, and I lost on a home show. To this day, I scratched my head. That was my first loss. Um, uh, anyway, um, I was very down. Uh, I didn't know where I was going. I was due to go to Vegas with Fram, the box on the Vegas with Fram and Josh Taylor. I was still was training board at the time. My ex manager and, and his. his Something wrong with me, and anyway, Carl, the good friend that he is, uh, rang me about two weeks before he fought, fought um, Leo Santa Cruz the first time. He says, uh, Send me your, I don't mean, I don't mean this to defend anyone, so don't pick this person, it's just you know, friends. He said, Send me your, 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 your Irish can pass with you, fucker. <laughs> Obviously, Claude's not Irish, he's Northern Irish. And uh, I said, him, but then, long story, long story short, he, he said, didn't feel the same him out there about me. And he, he booked me a flight to Vegas and went to Vegas and I started training with him and really put the head down, didn't drink, was training out in Vegas with him, uh, out running and bag work, bag work, all the rest. And anyway, I came home, continued training. Spoke to the old manager, said, Look, what do I do here? Look, I can get you a European title fight, but I don't need no build up, we're just going to ruin the lights here. It's no point, you know, rebuilding it, just, we'll just go for there. We'll just, we'll just put the chips in, if that makes sense. So I fought uh, for European title live in Channel 5 after the first loss and uh, put in a career best performance, and won my knockout, and I was European champion after the first loss. So. And um, that was um, one of the most amazing things to love that turnaround. And then a few months, you know, we go from like, where's my career going to being totally a European champion. And that short, they'll take any gamble and it'll turn off. You know? Unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Now, there's a, just a couple more questions before I ask you a few away from your career, mate. But I want to say, you know, you touched up on at the beginning. Um, when you stepped away from boxing, you felt like your body just couldn't keep up anymore. Was that one of the hardest decisions you've ever made in your life? It was very hard. I was, I was, I'm not emotional now because it's, I'm, I'm happy with her, and, uh, but it was very emotional because all I knew was boxing. I boxed with nine years of age. I left. I was in university, I know. <laughs> uh, Hold up. Don't you laugh. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I left university uh, when I was 19. Uh, I was just about doing my second year of sports science to, to go full-time boxing. Uh, and it, it paid off, sort of. <laughs> um, so 
to, to, to call it a day at 30 was very scary. And once it's over, it's over. No one, no one cares and what's next. But fast forward the lock, lock two years later, life is great. Coming to the matter, I've got my personal license for coaching pro fighters, which I haven't signed a fighter yet because I haven't time. When I do that, I want to do it with my full, my full heart and make sure and do it great. Having the time right now, but I will. It's like, it's like getting my license for my car. I've got it, but I haven't bought a car. If that makes sense. Yes. So I've got my license for taking fighters. Uh, one the ones. I've got classes all over. I've got, I do youth work through the Education Authority. I go about schools, kids that don't want to learn books. And I'd say, well, I'm not here to, I'm not a teacher. I'm going to teach you a box. Line up. Don't let don't box. Go for a walk outside. And they, they soon line up. So um, I've got. I'm, I'm doing great. Life could be better. So, uh, if anyone this like sees this or hears this and in a similar position, don't worry. If the path changes, uh, make a new path, make a bigger path. Beautiful. It's a, it's a lovely thing to say, that mate. And uh, there will be people listening to this who can relate to that. So, appreciate you sharing that with us, man. I want to ask you though, what is your views on YouTubers in boxing at the moment? Um, I'm I'm a wee bit jealous of the money I make, but the the most of them are shit. I mean, I mean, that, I mean that in a polite way. Like, uh, like, like I'm very very confident. I'm retired now, but I would punch that at Jake Paul like confidently. <laughs> like, I don't mean that. Like, it's like uh, you know, they're, he he's actually he's actually he is actually okay. He's improved a bit, but. It's a bit of a farce, and I feel like boxing is last way. These guys, like, I can manage a few names, but I'm not gonna. But um, it's a bit of a, it's a, it takes away from the, the prestige of boxing. And uh, like, when I turned professional, the only, only fighters in Ireland professional was cured from Jimmy Collin and Mark McCullough. When I, when I say in Bro, it was on the UTV 6 o'clock news, and it was a pretty big deal. But now you meet guys, you're going, He's pro, he's pro, he's, you know, Yeah, it's mental, yeah. It's, it's madness. I mean, no, I did this, this, I think Jake Paul, you know, I, I, personally, I can't stand the guy because I think he's just so arrogant. I mean, maybe because he's got everything, you know, he's got the I, I, I'm, I'm going to tweet him and say you call him out. Oh, 100%, <laughs> I'll knock his bollocks in, mate. <laughs> it's like, I honestly, I just, like, you know, I was having this discussion with someone else, you know, he's never had any sort of amateur fights or nothing like that, you know, yeah. and all of a sudden, boom, he's top of the bill. And, and he is, he's he going for it as well, so the money he's making is ridiculous, millions of pounds, and here's the harsh reality, most professional boxers struggle financially, like, I was very lucky when I was saying that he was, I was guaranteed, not, not silly money, just, just like, just like a standard pavement. Most fighters, like most, fight for very little. Or, or, you know, it's, and then obviously then the, the top guys make silly money, but the, the gulf and the indifference is humongous. Yeah. They're like, the only way I can describe you in boxing, professional boxing, there's very, very little in, in the middle, if that makes sense. No, no, no. So yeah, it's, it's the bottom and then there's the top. There, there, there's, uh, so uh, when I when I say bro, I was like, and then it was I felt like instead of going 
it kept it was going like this way, and I was like, what, you know, how's, how's the money start good? And then it's going, should we go up? As <laughs> it is, like, here's your microphone here, you know. <laughs> no, it's it is it is madness. I mean, I the thing is, I speak to a lot of people and they go, yeah, but you're going to watch it, and I say, well, I'm not going to pay for it. If I can stream it, I'll watch it because I want to see him get his, you know, get it out. YouTube's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't stream it. I pay for it. <laughs> But it's like, sure, sure, eh? <laughs> but it's like, it's just mental, you know, and it, 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 like, similar to what you said, maybe there is a little element of jealousy where I think, you know, they've come up with an idea where I think it started two YouTubers put on an event and then all of a sudden it's just blown up. And I think it's getting ridiculous to the point where I think McGregor said something about he wants to box Jake Paul or KSI or something. Oh, I don't know. But I mean, one, like, it's just a funny like, I went to Vegas to watch uh, uh, McGregor v. Mayweather. But it was a for no, it was just a holiday. It was like, that fight was not a real fight. But also, another, I'm not going to tell the story that I missed the fight. Vegas won, Conrad zero. Yeah, Vegas baby. <laughs> but but uh, uh, like 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 what? The that's a, like that, that's like me going oh but I'm gonna it's two different sports you know it's like it's like, you know, it's like golf and boxing it's like there's they're not even okay one they're both contact but they're, they're not they're not no shock and jeez it was it was ridiculous I mean similar to the the recent one Diaz wasn't it. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean he looked he looked like he was pissed up in the ring mate he was like oh I don't matter I'm getting a check anyway his words and shit like he look he always looks pissed up those are big stone <laughs> I don't know I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm going I'm coming back to one more thing I'm one of these big uh, youtubers yeah, like one last big day and then I'm definitely definitely done <laughs> I'll try and sort it out with you mate I'll try and get a couple of youtubers on for you whatever um, people people all this much I mean right I mean I've, I've really enjoyed this chat, mate, and it, it's been lovely to get to know you more. You know, we've followed each other for a long time now, Thank and you, it's, it's great to um, to finally have a chat. But I'm going to ask you this, though. I, I, I want you to come and, uh, or I'll come down to one of your gyms soon, and I want you to train me up a bit. See what's up. Send me a message, we get a date, we get a time, and we'll give you a bit of a session in Germany. 100%. Well, I'm going to love you and leave you at that, mate. Yeah. I think that's been a brilliant one. And I hope, be... hope, hope all is good. You heard me, um, me, me to my clan lingo. <laughs> I've lived over here for, for a while now, and I'm still picking up a few of the words, mate. You know, I, yeah. I think I'm doing all right. Good morning. Good morning. Listen, thank you for your time, and enjoy the rest of your evening. God bless. All right, take, care. take care. Thank you. Well, there we go. That was the end of, I think that was episode nine. Uh, lovely bloke, really is a lovely bloke. Uh, I'm going to try and sort him out of a YouTube fight as well. Hopefully he'll give me 50% of the uh, winnings. Anyway, look after yourselves and I'll see you again on Thursday for episode 10. Take care. God bless.